we're on the road. Where transportation goes, community grows. Welcome to On the Road with the MTA. And welcome to another exciting running edition of On the Road with the MTA. I'm Jay Gibbons alongside with Stephanie Kay from the MTA. How's Stephanie running today? I love how you did that. You re- yeah, <laughs> the alliteration there, what we're talking about today. Yes, uh-huh. we're running around, we're running late, we're running to the show. It's all about running with the Crim coming to town. It's going to be August 28th. Love the Crim. Now, you're doing it for the first time, right, Yes, Jay? for the very first time. My wife and I are actually doing it. We're only going to do the half Crim this time, but uh, we're going to work up to the big one next. Oh, so. good for you. I've never actually had a chance to run the full 10 mile, and I have all excuse in the world why I haven't. But usually I was hosting it on the, you know, I'd introduce the races, which was wonderful. And I would do the uh, 5K, which is like three-mile walk. Yep. That was okay with me. That was yep. all right. But I should, wor- yeah, I'm going to work up to a little bit more. You start off small. I like yes. the bling. I like this year's bling. It's very colorful. Yes. Oh, I know. Great prizes. Well, that's where we have a great special guest with us today. Now, he was born right here in Flint. And actually at St. Joseph Hospital, he met his wife in the crim, and this is so cool. So we have Joe DeMombro. Joe, what is your title there at the crim, and how long have you been working with them? So I am the Director of Races and Training. I've been here since March of 2015, so it's been six years now that I've been at the crim. That is a wow. big job, isn't it? Yeah, so, so I was serving as the Assistant Race Director for a number of years, and then just this past uh, early spring, I made the transition over to being the Director of Races and Training. So overseeing the HAPCRIM Festival of Races, our CRIM Fit Training Programs, and uh, so many of the other things that the Crim Fitness Foundation does in, in health and wellness for the community. Well, I know how instrumental you've been because whenever I was doing the training program, even leading the training group or whatever I was doing, they always said, let me check with Joe. He'll make that happen for you. He'll make sure you get the code you need. Or he'll make sure that you have the right information and the right group. And you were in charge of all of that. And I was so impressed with how organized you made it. That's not easy, is it? Uh, it's, I tell you what, I never have to work a day in my life because I get to work with fellow runners and walkers. It's honestly, my job gets infinitely easier with the amazing volunteers we have as group leaders and people that are, that are just friends of, um, the running and walking communities we have here. It's one of the greatest things about the crim is that there's such that, uh, culture of community ownership where everyone feels a part of this. And then we're all working towards trying to get as many people out and active as we can and encouraging people. So, and really, I, I couldn't do it without a whole team of people, both internally at the CRIM, but all the people that I work with from group leaders, volunteers, participants in our training programs and races, it makes my job all the easier and all the more enjoyable. They are all wonderful. I have made such friends throughout the years. I know you've been running since uh, middle school, but a lot of us have just started. You're never too old to start it and try it yourself. Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly right. And it's so great to be up there when I was hosting, looking down, there's tens of thousands of people coming together in this area for healthy reasons, you know, to run and to the camaraderie, the different leaders that I was, the different like um, training programs I was in, great friends forever. And then when I was leading one, they asked me to lead it through like the insight. And I said, well, I don't think, uh, I don't know how many people are going to want to join just because I'm leading, but about eight of my friends joined it and they all became friends, not knowing one another. They go on vacations now together. They go boating together and they do their own running, even when it's not the crim time. But the crim has brought so many people together. I know Ashley Seymour, who yep. now works this. She was born totally blind. She has run the 10 mile. That, That's fantastic. I know. It's wow. so impressive. So impressive. And I, I know you had a podcast with the different uh, relationships that had came out of, have come out of um, being involved with the crim. So many wonderful things. And we didn't have it last year. You had the virtual, which went fairly well as it could be. But with COVID, I knew it was very challenging. And you're bringing it back. So what changes can people expect this year than opposed to the years they've done this in the past? 
Yeah, so this year is going to be the first ever year that we have what's called a hybrid event. So we're offering, we're continuing to offer a virtual option for for individuals. So we have half virtual crim returning, uh, but we're also you know reintroducing in person racing with the Hap Crim Festival of Races, taking place as it as it always has on the fourth Saturday in August. This year is the latest it can possibly be, which is Saturday, August twenty eighth. One of the major changes, I mean, most of these changes have been. You know, developing as we have had conversations with uh, MDHHS, our local health department, even the state governor's office on how can we safely and responsibly, you know, bring a bunch of people back and do this race in person. Because we, we know how important it is, not just for our running and walking communities, but all the different people that, that the current race impacts. I mean, there's a lot of downtown businesses that feel the impact of when our racers come downtown. Um, the, the community at large, being able to see all these racers and cheer them on. We knew it was really important to try to bring something back this year. And that's what we're able to do. You know, well, in I, so many ways, we're treating it as a transition year. So while some of our traditions are going to be able to continue, you know, with with by and large the same race courses and course support and things like that, some things are going to look a little different um, just to make sure we're being safe and responsible this year. But all in all, I think it's still going to be just a great opportunity for people to maybe reconvene for the first time in two years. We know a sure. lot of people it kind of serves as their, um, you know, unofficial or official reunions with friends and family, things like that. We hear a lot of crim parties, you know, people that get together after the race and it serves as their annual get together. So mm -hmm. we knew it was really important to try to make something happen. So we're, we're being as nimble as we can with our planning to make sure we can adapt it as, as needed. But we're just so excited to be able to welcome back thousands of racers back to downtown Flint and take the bricks, you know, you're able to start and stop on those historic bricks right downtown. You're able to head to the festival lot and, and celebrate a little bit, you know, as a community before you, before you leave and have your own separate celebrations after the race. Well, sure. And it's outside. So you have the fresh air. So that's, you know, a little safer as well. You're not indoors, like in some areas, but, and also, but I understand you can't have pizza and a beer and the bananas and stuff this year. Has that changed? So it, it will look a little different. You know, people are going to be able to finish. So one of the major, I'll take it through as a person's, let's say, showing up and doing the race. You know, okay, if, great. If you've been the crim before, you'll see, you know, 6,000, 8,000 plus people all standing on Saginaw, basically waiting their turn for their wave to go off. You know, we're trying to eliminate as many of those very large scale congregations as possible, because once you're out on the course, super easy to separate. Um, so this year's start line, we're adopting what's called a rolling start. So the start line will be open. And you know, you know, with the new timing equipment that we have, your mm -hmm. timing chip that is used to start and stop your clock, that's built into your bib so it doesn't go and, and until you start, you know, until you cross the starting line. So everyone's going to be assigned to or has picked in their registration a 15-minute window for them to show up and start their race. So there's no having to wait, you know, surrounded by a bunch of sweaty people for your right. race. I know some people really like that and, we, you know, we hope to, you know, return to that and, um, <laughs> as things are, you know, public health standpoint-wise are, are safe to do so. Uh, but this year we'll be having that rolling start. People are going to be able to show up within that 15-minute window to start their race. So once they show up, they can proceed right to the start line and take off on their current race. Once they're out on the courses, uh, you know, same course support. We'll have our water stations. We'll have medical support throughout. We'll have course entertainment. I know people, you can make it the that 10-mile, 5-mile, 5K. You can make it as much of a party as you really want to. You know, we know we have a lot of very competitive racers that, that come and want to really beat their personal bests and run records and things like that. But we also have people that, you know, want to take every water station or any unofficial aid station is what we like to call them, whether they're handing out pancakes or even bacon, you know, some of the stories we hear of, of some of our uh, less official stations, they really do provide that, uh, that moral support and maybe, you know, more of the fun tailgate 
uh, type atmosphere on that on that race. Champagne corner. <laughs> I <laughs> stopped for right. that one. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It might slow you down a so, little bit, but you'll it, be all right. It's worth it. I even enjoy. Yeah. I, I even enjoy the very first step where you go in there and get your T-shirt and your bib and look for your number and there's things for sale. And there's sure. people all around. That's fun to be, start right yeah. there. That's that is exactly. And you always yeah. have some so, activities going on too, which are always so fun. Yeah. So as people are, you know, out in the course, you'll have the same finish. You're finishing right on the bricks of Saginaw. Uh, you'll be able to get your finisher medal, that big bling um, that we were talking about at the beginning. Super colorful and big this year. Super happy with how the medals turned out. Um, you'll be able to get your finish line food and beverage. So you will be able to grab um, some Gatorade, a chocolate milk, uh, bananas, granola bars, things like that. And then you can proceed into our festival lot. Now, the festival lot is a little scaled back this year, but it's still going to be a party atmosphere. We're going to have a DJ. Uh, we're going to have, we actually are going to have a beer and, and, and soft drink tent. So oh. anyone that is doing the race does get their complimentary beverage, whether that's a beer <laughs> or a pop. It's um, going to be we'll very have, important. I've seen teachers <laughs> that I will run for beer. Yeah. <laughs> so. that's, yep. right. that's right. And instead of the slice of pizza this year, um, mm. we're actually welcoming a number of food trucks to set up on our festival oh, lot. So nice. racers and, and community members, you don't even you don't need to be signed up for the race to join in on our party. We're going to have ticket sales for the beer and soft drinks for, you know, the, the food vendors are going to be available for everybody, but we'll have a couple different food trucks offering some different offerings. Well, good options. to know then in my little pocket that I have in the back of my little running shorts to put maybe a credit card or some cash back there so that you have money exactly to buy right. some goodies. hundred percent. Mm -hmm. Will they take credit cards, you know, or is it just mainly cash by cash, right? Uh, we probably, I mean, so the, we're working on being able to have credit cards for our ticket sales, at least for the soda. And, and, and I know, uh, you know, food truck to food truck, it varies. I will say there's a brand new permanent uh, ATM directly located Perfect. on that lot. If you if you know don't have cash, you can always pull it out right there on the lot. Okay, well, wonderful. I know the parking is always an issue down there, and that's why I'm so grateful that MTA is still they're still continuing to be a sponsor, and they are going to be providing safe and convenient transportation. I love the fact that it's a continuous flowing transportation to the event from Saginaw Street right there by the old Diplomat Building, and that is just so helpful for me because I, I'm single. I don't want to park my little convertible downtown. I couldn't find a spot to park and then I'm trying to get there on time to do the hosting. So it was just very nice that we had that. And I don't think I'd ever go down there without that. Now it's just so convenient. I think that's great. A lot of people don't know that's even oh, there. Nope. It's huge. Yeah, no, that shuttle is, is, is a huge benefit for our racers. And we, we absolutely thank MTA for that partnership. Uh, you know, we have, it's not just racers. We have literally our, our title sponsor for our five mile Alcera Auto Plaza. Um, you know, we've had the representative from Alcera take that shuttle because that he knows sure. that's the fastest way to get in and out. So he can get in, you know, be able to address the racers at the start line and then take the shuttle right back out. And he's back at work in a, in a, yep. in a timely manner. He so and I have ridden that, that together. how reliable that yes, shuttle is. It is so reliable. Yeah. He and I have ridden together to get in there to host and get up there. So yeah, it's been very, very helpful and safe and convenient. And I just don't know if people don't know it's there. I want to make sure they're aware of it. Exactly. So, Joe, how long have, uh, what's the longest race you've ever ran? So, <laughs> this is actually an interesting story, but <laughs> I've done, I've done our 10 mile race once. I was a pacer in 2015. So, the or 2014, the year I, before I started working for the Cram, I actually volunteered. I was their elite athlete coordinator and I actually was a pacer. So, I've never not broken 60 running the 10 mile Cram. Um, and it's probably because I haven't done it since that year. <laughs> I don't think I'd be able to do that now. So um, that was about the longest race I had ever done. Um, I think two years ago, I signed up for a marathon and uh, I made it to mile 19. And I actually don't remember anything after that. I actually had a pretty uh, serious heat stroke. 
Wow. So that to say that everyone, make sure you're taking your hydration seriously (laughs) before the race, whether it's the 10 mile, a five mile, 5K or a marathon. So I I have a failed attempt at a marathon, I would say is my longest race distance, which I think I made it to about the 19 mile mark. And believe it or not, you know, I'm probably not that much with it at that point during the race, but I still being the runner I am, I must have stopped my watch when I stopped running and I started walking. Yeah. I don't remember doing it, but uh, I, I have on my watch. It shows I made it to 19 miles. Yeah, I expect it to be quite warm on August 28th. Yeah, so it's it's funny. The first ever crim started, the first ever one was in, in 1977, still the, same, the fourth Saturday in August. Their start time for that was noon. And I think Ooh. they learned very quickly that you want to start a little bit earlier to yes. beat the heat. So yeah. we're with our wave starts this year, actually, we're moving our start line or our start time up. So we're, our first wave of the 10 miles going off at 7 a.m. So hopefully we get some more people in and able to beat the heat. I remember year. there was one year, Mike and I from, you know, 5.5, we used to host the morning show there and we were going to host the event and we couldn't get through because it was raining so hard and the police officers had the road stopped, you know, like pulled off and blocked off so the runners could get through there. And it was raining so hard, but the minute it started, the sun came out and you guys were blessed. It was like so perfect that it was the weather. It seemed to always turn out well for you guys, the crim. So rain or shine, it takes place, right? That's right. Yeah, it could be raining. It could be shining. It could be nice and cool. It could be humid. We're running. Um, there, there was that one year, what, in 2018, we had to have the delay at the start line due to thunderstorms. Right. I think it's the, knock on wood, that's the only time we've had to deal with something like that. So by and large, we've been very lucky with the weather. Absolutely. I was there that year, too. I look forward to it again this year. It's going to be fun. I'm so glad that Jay's going to be doing it for the first yeah, time. Yeah, I think our start time, I think, is 10 o'clock. So. That's not bad. All right. That's not too bad. Are you doing the teddy bear race? Uh, yeah, no, I'm doing the, doing the half crim, the five miler. Yeah, both my wife and I. Good for you. You yeah. guys will love that. Oh, and yeah. the camaraderie is just so amazing down there. People come together, like I said, for good. And you guys just have so many different activities down there that I really appreciate. And you make sure there's water at the stations. And I love where you walk. Sometimes you walk through the um, Mott, the Mott property there, which is so beautiful. Oh, yeah, that's pretty. That's, that's very nice. And um, I know people, you don't realize how many people come together to make this happen, like painting the blue line and you know, doing everything. And the volunteers handing out the water. And it comes together so effortlessly. I'll never forget when I was there one year and there were cups everywhere in the road. Just everywhere. It was like covering the color of the road. And all of a sudden, it was shoveled up. They had like a, like a leaf blowers, you know, taking them all aside and scooping them all up. And they cleaned it up within seconds. That's very impressive. I know we love to highlight that we have a great partnership with uh, with Curbco and they come in and the before and after, I think they have it actually hanging up in their office just to show the good work they do. The before and after <laughs> of what Saginaw looks like you know, <laughs> right after racers finish and then when by the time we leave it later on that day, it's night and day. You know that you, it's hard to see some bricks sometimes with all yes. of the white ball cooling off, uh, you know, um, handkerchief things and and the cups and you know, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, we, we like to clean it up after, you know, we, our race team mighty as small and mighty as we are, we return uh, Sunday morning and finish cleaning up our mess. We, we go the entire length of the 10 mile, making sure no cups are left in random people's yards, <laughs> things like that. But you know, all that could not be done without right. you know the, the small but mighty team we have, in addition to the thousands of volunteers it takes to make sure this event happens. Well, Joe, I would love to see that picture. If you had a chance to like snap a shot of it with your, maybe your screenshot, like of your cell phone, send it to me because I'll put it on the podcast and we go to, to a broadcast. This would be kind of a fun picture to see. Yeah, I'll, I'll make sure I'll try to get a shot. It's it's pretty cool to see Saginaw, you know, before and after with the with the trash, but also even mm-hmm. just Saginaw before the gun goes off and just seeing you don't you don't see the road, you just see people, a sea of people. Yes, um, the- it really does make you know. Obviously, I'm biased, but I I, I think it's one of the the shiniest days for the city. You know, where everyone comes together. You got people mm-hmm. that maybe have never done the race before, but they know they live on the course, so they're out there, they're cheering on, they're playing music. 
Um, the, it's just a great opportunity for people to come together and be a part of something bigger. You know, whether right. or not you're doing the race or you're volunteering or you're cheering people on, you just feel part of that energy and, and the rich tradition that the race has and, and the significance that it has for this community. It's just, it really is something to experience. The one year we broadcast live from the corner right there by um, Kettering, and I have a whole new respect for the people with disabilities that were using their wheelchairs because they were going up a hill and they had to get that momentum going. I thought, oh my gosh, they were just working so hard. You don't realize how much effort that takes. Oh, yeah. ABC 12 was there as well with their cameras looking down. I saw it later on television. I thought, what a great shot. I mean, it was just it just shows the dedication and the uh, determination. You know, it, just, it was amazing. So just everything's so cool to watch there. So don't miss out. You don't even have to be part of the race. You can come and just like root people on. You can buy, you know, be on the sidelines and applauding people. We That's love important. the cheerleaders. Love the cheerleaders. You need that. Absolutely. And like you said, Joe, they could even walk in the race or run and without having to go through and get their time if they just want to walk with somebody and they can enjoy the food afterwards as well by coming just to have some pop as well, right? That's exactly right. Yeah. I mean, I have, you know, me and my group of friends are all pretty competitive. So everyone tries to show up in really good shape and <laughs> they have a great time doing that. My wife, uh, as recently as 2019, ran it with a friend and her and her friend decided, you know what, we're not going to be in any rush. We're going to take every stop we can. We're going to enjoy it. We're going to sure. talk to people. And she said she had a blast. It was her best cream experience ever. It's because she didn't rush it. She was able to, you know, grab a piece of bacon in Parkside. She was able to enjoy the water stations and maybe even like listen to a song at Jazz on Wheels that's out there on the course. So you can make it as competitive or as fun as you want. The whole point is that, you know, the options are there and really to make the race your own experience, whether you're doing it, you know, just by yourself, doing the first ever road race of your life, or if you're doing it with a bunch of friends or family. Um, you know, sure. the, the, the different ways you can experience this race, it, it, it's limitless and, you know, really just you make it your own experience, but you still, no matter what you're doing, whether you're the first person crossing that line or the last person and you're taking, you're savoring every step, you know, everyone's there cheering each other on and everyone feels like, you know, we're, we're here for the same reason. And it's just to celebrate being active and to celebrate this community. Well, you know, I love the stories that I've been told because I've promoted it for so many years. People will share their stories with you. And some that really stick out to me has been one. There was two men, they were friends, they were fit. They were really trying to be competitive and outrun each other. And right towards the end, they saw this older woman like collapse. They both stopped to help her up, took one each arm and walked her across. I just didn't want to cry. They walked <laughs> her across the race line. So they, they did not beat their times. They yeah. were way behind what they wanted. But they found out later she had just lost her husband and they used Aww. to walk this together. Oh, wow. And that's why she just collapsed before she got there. It makes me cry. And they were so sweet to do that. And I know that because um, some of my friends, like I know um, Larry Stecco, who is a judge, he has wonderful stories. That he's, I think he was right near them is how I heard that story. But just wonderful people are part of it. And if you've never done it, you just owe it to yourself to give it a try and to see how good it feels. It's exhilarating. You just can't even mm -hmm. describe it until you're there and part of it. So I'm looking so forward to it, August 28th. Now, I know... I even received an email. You guys are so great about communication. And that is if you wanted to join and be part of it, there was a discount prior to a certain date. And is it is there a cutoff date that they have to get in before to actually be part of the race if they didn't want to just walk with their friends, if they actually want to be part of the Krim race with the tag and the bib? Is there a cutoff date for that? Yeah, so we will keep registration. Registration is still open right now. Uh, we pr we will likely have registration close uh, prior to our first packet pickup opportunities during race week. So I would say you have, what, up until Tuesday, August 24th to be able to sign up online. Oh, After that, we still may offer options, but your best bet to make sure you're guaranteed to make sure you get that medal the bib, the shirt, all that good stuff. Sign up no later than Tuesday, August 24th. Good to know. All right. Yes. And don't miss out, you guys, if you heard that. Is there, give us the website or a phone number, the best way they can reach you in order to be able to do this. 
Yeah, super easy. Uh, the website to sign up, and we'll also have event info posted on there. So where to park, pack a pickup uh, information, things like that, frequently asked questions, all that stuff exists on the site. It's crimraces.org. If you go to crim.org, and I recommend you do go there because that provides all the information with all the different departments and all the work that the Crim Fitness Foundation is doing, whether it's community education, mindfulness, programming, advocacy, and active communities. If you want to sign up, you want the highway to get to, uh, to uh, signing up and registering, it's crimraces.org. And for more information on all the stuff that Crim does, you can go to crim.org and, and find out more. And this Thank may you. be a silly question, but what does Crim stand for? Bobby Crim. That's a great question. No, it's good. So for a number of years, yeah, for, I believe, I forget what year it was, but they, they actually took CRIM and made it an acronym where it was uh, Coolest Race in Michigan. And I think for a number <laughs> of years, people, people thought that that's what the name was and what it came up for. But yeah, no, uh, Stephanie's absolutely right. The name is uh, for our founder, Bobby CRIM. He was the Speaker of the House for a number of years. And he went to, this is the story of how the first CRIM happened. He was, you know, he was Speaker of the House, um, he went to a special Olympics event and he was just so inspired by the athletes that he decided he wanted to help put on a road race that would raise money for Special Olympics. So I think it was one of his, his I think it was actually his main speechwriter and member of his staff, Lois Craig. He basically told her this idea and he let Lois run with it, no pun intended. Uh. And Lois Craig was the first race director for the Crim for a number of years. So yeah, the name gets its name from Bobby Crim and he's still... He's still around. He still does the crim. He's going to be turning 90 years old this year, and he's still probably going to be doing the yeah. 10 mile or the five mile as active as ever. So talk about a guy that is, is you know, has a wealth of stories himself of all the different Absolutely. racers. But just an amazing guy who has some awesome stories. And he's always encouraging people to keep fit and keep active and, you know, living by example of, you know, age not being an excuse for him. He's still as active as ever. Yeah, if you ask him, he will do the splits for you still to this day. That's right. Wow, that's I, great. It wasn't last year because of COVID, but the year before that, he had done the 10-mile turn around to the 5-mile turn around to the teddy bear race with his grandson. And I thought that was that's so right. special. That was so sweet. Wow. He's amazing. Yeah, thanks to him. is Bobby Krim is the Krim that's here in Flint, Michigan. And people come from all over the world. I mean, everywhere to be part of this. I have some friends of mine, Stephen, Roseanne, Hetty, had been great volunteers, and they would, you know, volunteer to do the pre-parties, you know, so they get the pasta and they give mm -hmm. the um, right racers, just make them like VIPs. And they did a great job with that. So yeah, you have some great yeah, people working for you. Hospitality for, uh, yeah, they've been hospitality for our elite athletes and they've been, they've been inviting to weddings outside of the country because yes. of the impact they've had and the hospitality they've shown our international racers. So yeah, huge shout out to Stephen Roseanne Hattie. They do such an amazing job with what they do and they're still helping out again this year. We greatly appreciate them. And just a testament to how everyone comes together to make mm -hmm. sure that we're showing just how awesome Flint is as a city and as a community where people leave. I feel, I feel, I feel very strongly that people leave after their experience with the CRIM, you know, whether it was volunteering or doing the race or being an elite athlete or whatever it was, they leave with a better impression of the city and this community after, after experiencing that it. That is so true. I know I was honored whenever Roseanne and Steve would ask me to help them with the VIP, you know, tent or whatever they were doing there. But I mean, I'm more honored to call them my friends because they are such good people. And so are you, Joe. So, you know, thank you for all you're doing out there. And are there any last words you want to give everybody about the crim? Um, the only thing I can think of is, is we're, you know, in a year that the race industry has been turned upside down and over a year where races have had to pivot to being virtual to now being many races you're seeing are being hybrid. We, I just want to convey that we're, we're doing everything we can to provide you know, as safe and responsible an experience as we can for our community while still holding on the traditions and making it as awesome an experience as possible. So view this race in this, in this year's crim as an opportunity to come back and return, 
it is a transition year, but it's a, it's a year to come back to, again, take ownership of your own health and wellness. Come and celebrate being active. It doesn't need to be your best groom time ever. Just come and be a part of the experience. Get the awesome shirt, get the awesome medal, <laughs> be a part of the community. And I think it's going to serve a really important purpose for this community this year in a year where we had to take a break and, and everyone was doing it virtually. But Come and be a part of it this year um, and keep that momentum going after this year because next year, right around the corner, is our 45th anniversary. Oh, so we're really cool. excited for that. Yeah. But yeah, really encourage everyone. There's still time to make sure you're prepped and having a great race experience this year. Sign, is, sign up is at crimraces.org. Any, any questions you have, um, you can contact the CRIM office. Um, you can just email race at crim.org or you can call us. Our info is on our website. But want to make sure that we're providing all the info we can and encouraging everyone we can to be a part of this year's experience and this year's traditions. Whether it's racing it, we certainly love to have as many racers as possible, but it's also volunteering or finding out if there's a spot on the course that you can cheer people on. Well, that is so true. Absolutely. I know staying healthy is so essential right now for sure, because more now than ever. And it's so funny you mentioned your 45th um, celebration because MTA is celebrating their 50th this year. With COVID, we're going to be a gala next year. It's going to call it 50 plus one. And we'd love to invite you to be part of that because I think it's a partnership that we should both enjoy. Mm, maybe we should Absolutely. Yeah, that, that is a great <laughs> milestone. We're yeah. happy to celebrate that. Well, we are happy to be partners with you as well. Were you going to say something, Jay? I was going to say maybe we should do a run or something. Oh, now that's mm. not a bad idea. Yes, I like that. I may know a thing or two about putting on a race. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you do. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you for that, Joe, so much. And I will see you. So will Jay and his beautiful wife and hopefully anybody listening right now as well. And if you want it for more information, Joe, give us that website. One more time, they can get the information. It is crimraces.org. And yeah, we'll see you on the bricks. Absolutely. Sounds good. Well, thank you for listening to On the Road with MTA and Stephanie K and Jay on Race Day. <laughs> and continue listening as we'll bring you anything we have. It's interesting information about the community, fun, free eye things, and just to keep you healthy. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to On the Road with the MTA. For more information on our services and community outreach, visit us online anytime at www.mtaflint.org. And be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. The MTA, your community, your connection, your way.